Hello and welcome to Kung Fu Junto, episode 113. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam. I'm going to cheat a little bit. Genosha. Oh. Tetris. We're just going for the J sound. The J sound. Uh-huh. But it's based in... It's 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 inspired. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's an inspired thing. I'm going to give myself one of these. Do I deserve that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you do. I don't know if I deserve I mean, like, I, I appreciate the way that you're, you're using language. Yeah, listen, I'll say that. Let me, let me say. Listen. You're, you're outside the box. And uh, If I was I, trying to make a rhyme scheme, it would work. It would. Yeah. And that's what counts. Yeah. That's what counts. This yeah, would I don't work. know if that's what counts at all, actually. I, I'm saying that's what counts, <laughs> right? Yeah, you are, you're making it work. The, right. You're playing off the cuff. No one asked you to bring this stuff. You know, you're just doing it because you believe in it. 113 the, plus episodes. This is just because you have love for the game. Yeah. So uh, Practice. I, I, I preach. <laughs> that Practice. Is, that's what you deserve. Practice. You deserve the AI. It's about the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? The AI uh, the game. speech on practice. Talk about practice. Internet, welcome to another episode of Geek Culture Talking and Trash Talking. That's right. We have a lot to talk about. San Diego Comic Con 2019 mm-hmm. just happened. Phase four has been announced. Mm-hmm. Adam and I have done a live show when things were being announced. Mm-hmm. There are trailers out there for the Watchmen. Hickman is taking over the X Men. Can we just say right now, it is a good time to be a geek. It is a great time. Agreed. To be one of us. And it's a great time. To be listening to and being a part of Comic Book Junto. Absolutely. It's showtime. It is showtime, Swiss. Thank you for that. And we're about to get into this because we got a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. And you know, we long-winded. <laughs> yes. Okay. We, we did a live episode this past Saturday as part of the Philadelphia Podcast Festival. Uh-huh. That was a lot of fun. We did something a little bit different. That should be the episode right behind this one that you're listening to. That's right. That's right. I had a really good time. You had Me too. You had a good time. We we had a great time. Seems like everyone who was involved in that had fun. Everyone involved oh. had a good time. <laughs> I didn't realize what I was oh. walking into. Hey. <laughs> All right. Thank you. That's good. Thank you. Uh, so uh, hopefully we'll get more episodes like that one. That was fun. We also put out- Oh, our- wait, wait. Let's, let's just talk about what we talked about. Okay. After the show- we were bouncing some ideas around. Yeah. Because it felt good to me, to mm-hmm. you. We were like, man, we should do that like once a month. Yeah. Yeah. So we're thinking about trying to find a way to do a live comic book junto show mm-hmm. monthly. Yeah. We don't know how we're going to do it. We don't know if we're going to do it. We don't know where we're going to do it. We've got ideas. But it's an idea to find a place in Philly to do a live podcast. Yeah. Love to know what you guys would think about that. Yes. Because I think I, I want to do it whether y'all want it or not. <laughs> I mean, that, <laughs> you know that is I mean? the bottom line. That's how Comic Book Junto got I'm looking for positive place. reinforcement. If tell I can me you want, it. tell me what I want to hear. I'm, te- I'm looking for affirmation if I can get it. Yeah. But yeah, I think we're going to do it. Yeah. You know, I'm putting that intentionality into the world, into mm-hmm. the universe, and we're going to make manifest that thing because we just sort of did it off the cuff. It was fun. We were thinking about a, a specific topic. We wanted to invite people and take advantage of the live forum. That was cool, man. And uh, there was there was like a wide junto, a bigger junto than we usually have, and it was a lot of fun. Want to do more of that? If you listened to that live episode and you enjoyed it, let us know. If you want to attend a live episode, if you're in the area, mm-hmm. let us know, and uh, hopefully, or we'll have maybe more if of you that. want us to come to do a live episode 
where you are. Ooh. You know? Fly us out you there. You want to book Kamapuk Junto? Absolutely. To come do a live Junto? Absolutely. You know, Kamapuk Junto at barefruit.com. We're, we're going to do... F-R-U-I-T.com. We do a live show. We fly us it's out to... It's crazy, I feel Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it goes. Go. I'm using Go the it. hand gestures Go. now. You fly us out to Jackson Hole, Montana, Whoa, right? I've been there before. You have. I have. What? Yes. You were you were at Yeezy's album drop, right? You're joking. Uh huh. But I got there right after. You were fashionably late. They left Yeezy's. They album actually drop. announced all of the stuff mm-hmm. while I was there, but it was at another place. Oh, golly. Anyway, go ahead. So how is it? Weird flex, but okay. I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's not even that weird. That's cool. I mean, that's. I, I want to go to Jackson. It's I'm pretty. Saying, I want to go. We we you know we fly out somewhere nice. Okay, we do a live episode. We're we're out here. We're traveling now. At this point in time, you we're taking the show on the road. Mm. We're traveling. Do y'all want that? Let's do that. I'm going to Montreal in August. I'm going for completely separate reasons. Let's do comic book junto in Canada. You know what I mean? International waters. Six, 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 six. That's right. We're running through the six. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's what I want to do. I mean, but seriously though, that's not the six. That's Toronto. So uh, I just, to my Canadian listenership, uh-huh. that's you, Bam. To you. Uh, I understand where Toronto, I understand the difference between Toronto and Montreal. I, I clearly don't. <laughs> well, I just wasn't paying attention. I heard Canada. I was like, six? People yeah, from I'll Canada are probably like, no, I'm no, sick of this. Stop. I don't even that. know who this Canadian guy is. I'd be running through Saskatchewan with my woes. Mm. That's what they don't say. Right. <laughs> but I want to do it. I want to do uh, more live stuff. It was a lot of fun. I, I want to do it too. I yeah. had a good time. Um, we also put out a, a, a separate episode, One Shot, our review and analysis of the 2019 Lion King. Speaking of which, did you see the video floating around of what air quote allegedly the Lion King was ripped off of? No. There is a video of like shot for talk about shot for shot mm. there's like basically it's like a white lion it's okay. pretty much the kimba se- i don't know what it's called kimba the white lion does Something it look like kind of anime kind of like astro yes. boy yes 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 kimba the white lion and it's like shot for shot the lion king but okay. it was made before the lion king. that is right that is correct so you knew about this already i know about kimba i i guess i i had never really watched enough kimba to know that it was Shot for shot or beat for beat. Well, I don't know. I, I've never seen the movie, but the shots they were showing when I was on the internet. Yeah, the internet told me, "Hey, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, that's the uh, that's uh, one of the original works by Osama uh, Osama Osamu Tezuka, uh, the creator of Astro Boy. You remember Astro Boy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, same guy. He did Kimba the White Lion. If you look at the face of Kimba and the face of Astro Boy, you you will see the similarities. But uh, all right, I can see that. Wild. And that's Disney. You, you know how Disney is. They yeah. are hyenas. Well, plucking you, through the bones of other animation. Yeah, nineteen ninety. Uh, there's drawings. Nineteen ninety of um, nineteen ninety four of Lion King, and then there's stuff in the eighties mm-hmm. of Kimba. And well, I think Kimba goes all the way back to the sixties. Yeah, sixty five. Yeah. Actually, I'm looking yeah. at here. So look that up, internet. Yeah, yeah. All the right. Truth is out there. The more you know. Yeah. The anyway, more we did. The Lion King gets ruined for you. <laughs> Yeah, if you wanted to so be a further remake ruined, of a remake. You, if you wanted to be further ruined for you, we had a long conversation about uh, you know what we think of the Lion King twenty nineteen. Wow. We had a conversation about the implication of that movie and movies like it. 
and then the live episode that we did most recently, I, I would say complimentary of the conversation of the Lion King 2019. So we've been having these conversations. We're basically rebooting a conversation every single time we have it. Yeah. We just, you know, remix it and revisit it, do it all over again. And isn't that what it's all about? That's what we've been doing since we started this show in 2000. Right. So let's talk about what we got going on right now, because I actually don't remember. Um, Happy Brown Bag Day. Happy Brown Bag Day to you. Happy Brown Bag Day, Internet. We picked up some comics. Yes. And you have more comics than I do. Sure. But today was a unique situation. Speaking of San Diego Comic Con and a big old time for geeks, there's something pretty big going on right now. Indeed. In comics. Mm -hmm. Hickman is, what's his first name? John. John John Hickman Hickman is basically, I don't want to say it's not rebooting. He's not remaking. Mm -hmm. But he's kind of like redirecting yes the x-men yeah and he is doing it through a series of comics that are going to be coming out over three months Mm -hmm. house of x and powers of 10 that's right house of x came out today yeah powers of 10 comes out next 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 week week. and they they flip-flop like that every single week a new issue until it is all over there's six of each and then it ends in october and then after that Hickman is going to be writing an X-Men comic. Yeah, and it'll set the new status quo for X books. Mm-hmm. So we just want to take a moment to talk about House of X, which came House of X number one, which came out today. Yeah. I just finished reading it. Yep. Adam read it earlier. I did. And we're gonna spoil it a little bit here. Just a little bit. Yeah. I think we can talk about, you know, broad concepts in this book. And this is a new number one. So if you haven't read it, that's okay. If you don't want any of it spoiled, then you can pause, you know, come back to this episode in a couple of minutes. It'll be cool. Um, if you are joining and you just want to find out, is this a premise I'm even interested in? Then we'll just tell you about the premise. I think that's largely what we can do because there's a lot of mystery afoot. You know, there's only so much that we can talk about. But whether or not you read comic books, this is an important moment in Marvel Comics because the X-Men have been an enduring franchise for a very long time. However, because they've been around for as long as they've been, they are famously complicated to understand and to follow. Continuity is extremely difficult to keep straight. Characters are dead. Characters are alive. There are contradictions. There are uh, reboots. There are all kinds of different timeline things and alternate realities. And I would say, I mean, uh, you can disagree with me if if you don't feel this way. Mm -hmm. Oh, I will. But as a comic book fan who has let's say, the ability to speak the language, to follow the material, mm-hmm. generally. Mm-hmm. X-Men's have, X-Men books have always been hard. X-Men's have been X-Men's hard. X-Men's have been hard. And even as a fan, you know, I, I, I talk the talk. I understand how comics work, but X-Men has always been difficult. If you drop out for a little while, it gets crazy. Yeah, it's really discouraging to jump back into anything. Indeed. Especially if, you don't, if you're not ready to go back and read 10, 20, 30 issues of something, mm-hmm. you know, but especially if you have a bunch of different writers, a bunch of different illustrators, a, def- a bunch of different takes on something. Yeah. Like, I have no clue what's going on in the X-Men right now. That's right. I remember See? there was a time where there was a Wolverine book. There was like five Wolverine books going out at one time. That's right. And loads of X-Men stuff. And then psh, they killed Wolverine. Yeah. And X-Men basically just stopped. There was no X-Men books. And they tried to hit us with Inhumans. Ah, you like yeah. this? Oof. And, you know. 
But now, you know, we conveniently around the time that Marvel Studios got the rights for movie rights for (coughs) X-Men back. Oh, yeah. No coincidence found. Slowly, X-Men comic books started creeping up again. Mm -hmm. And then what do you know? Mm -hmm. Same day, San San Diego Comic Con comes out that weekend, the next Wednesday. Boom. Want to jump into X-Men? Here you go. Jumping on point. Right. And that's why this is a big deal. Uh, We had, I don't know, half a dozen, maybe a dozen X-Books. I don't even know how many X-Men books were on the stands. And today, all of them stop. Yeah. Except one. And well, te- technically two, two. Yeah. but it, it is two a, parts of one story. They, they are symbiotic. You know, they they complement the same story. So, House of X came out today. Powers of Ten comes out next week. House of X deals with the current status of X Men and mutants in, uh-huh. in the universe. Yep. And Powers of Ten supposedly deals with the the secret history. Uh, and, and and how it influences mutants now and the story now. According to Jonathan Hickman, he's been asked on multiple occasions, he says, people ask him, what do you need to read before getting into House of X and Powers of Ten? Hickman's answer, nothing. Nothing. And that's how it ought to be. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, it, I've read House of X. So let's start there. You've read How to Do you House agree that you need to have read nothing? Sort of. I say flat out, Incorrect, Jonathan. Hitch. I'm I'm a I'm a sword I cannot of. hand this thing to my my uninitiated X Men friend. Sure, he's not gonna know what Genosha or, or Krakoa, what was it Krakoa Krakoa. He's not gonna know what that is. He's not gonna know who Xavier is. He's not gonna sure. know what a mutant is. Sure, you know what I'm saying. He's not gonna know. Now I understand to a certain extent there is enough context within. Air, the, the movie, mm-hmm. air quote, like mm-hmm. if you're reading a comic, when you first start a movie, let's say the first 15 minutes where they're kind of introducing you to what's going on, you don't know what everything is. Right. But they're calling things by name and you're getting an idea of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So that's what this book does. But I have the advantage of knowing a lot more. And yeah. I know who Magneto is. Well, I also, I, I would say this. If, if you are completely unfamiliar with X-Men in general, what mutants are, any of this stuff. If you are brand new to comics and the first thing that you have ever had put in your lap is this book, yeah, it's going to be tough. But I know a lot of people watched Game of Thrones, and Game of Thrones was difficult to follow. And shown up was to your point. You know, you, you are you are introduced to characters who are given names, and then names of territories and lore, the things that are not even happening currently on screen, but the things that happened before the characters were introduced, and. I think a show like Game of Thrones has helped some viewers get up to speed with things that are just complex. Mm-hmm. So I think for what it's worth, I, my answer is sort of because you could pick this up, you could piece it together. John Hickman has a way of unfolding very dense and complex storylines gradually. And I mean gradually. And he does it. And the difference between him and a lot of other comic book storytellers is he usually lands it, you know? He usually gets to a point where it all comes together, he uh, finds a payoff, and it works. Sometimes things are just too hard to follow, and it's, why would you even stick around? You you don't really get that payoff. But I don't think Hickman is like that. I think Hickman comes through. And my my other thing is, you know, I know enough about the X-Men to know some of the characters on the cover, you know, they were dead, like, very recently. So I am fine with picking this up and saying 
whatever. The gang's back together. Let me just check this out. But my nerd brain, who is familiar with the continuity enough, uh-huh. but not completely, is also wondering, wait, what is Cyclops doing here? How, how did Jean Grey come back? Wait, is that Xavier? What's on his head? How's he walking? Right. Is he alive? I thought he died at the end of Avengers versus X-Men a long time ago. So there, there are parts of me that are saying, you know, this is fine. Start. It's a great number one. And the other part is saying, there's a, I need a lot of answers here. And I think there's a little bit of a duality here. And I think Hickman did a good job. I, I'm like, I agree. I, I shouldn't even say that. I think Hickman did an outstanding job. As a first issue for something that's getting you interested, I have enough. Mm-hmm. From this to go, ooh, this is interesting. Yes. Especially, and if you don't know, generally X-Men, excuse me, mutants were based off of Martin Luther King yeah. and Malcolm X. Oh, yeah. These engagers and resistors. You know, Professor X, Martin Luther King. Malcolm X, Magneto. One is labeled an activist, the other is labeled a terrorist. And they both have these similar feelings. They strive for the same thing. They kind of want the same idea. Like gen like the general idea is they want rights and advancement and they want um proper treatment yes. of mutants. Yeah. Similarly, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. They both want black folk to be well and mm-hmm. to thrive. Mm-hmm. How? Nonviolent, nonviolent. Yeah. You know, Martin Luther King, nonviolent. Malcolm, Malcolm X, by any means necessary. Yeah. So, and this is factual. Like, this isn't something I'm, this ain't something I'm, I'm not reaching for this. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, having that, ba- again, I know that background. So, when I see what's going on in this book and I hear the things that are going on, they're talking about, the different situations like and i won't give right give away the situation because i want you to read it but the general idea being it's still about these mutants and it's still about rights and you know love and respect and being for mutants but i think the twist here is like when you're for it when you're so for mutants that it looks like the bible talks about your love for Jesus should be so strong that it looks like hate for everyone else. Whoa. Like that's, that, that, that's the, that's oh, a, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. That's, that's a strong phrasing. It's on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's not saying you should literally hate everybody else, but the comparison, you see what I'm saying? I do. Like the love that you have for the Lord should be so strong that if someone were to walk up and compare it, well, you must hate them because you don't show nothing close to what you're showing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that nugget is kind of like, what would that look like if the mutants had that mentality? Mm-hmm. The love for mutants is so strong that it almost looks like hate for everyone else. Sure. That's kind of like the nugget of what I walked away from this that made me go, ooh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. How, especially if this is this oppressed people yeah there's a line in it where it says i've been in so many words raised to think that i'm less than when i've always felt and known that i'm greater than yeah so what happens when that group of people go you know what we are greater than now what yeah yeah it's Mm. amazing uh did i sum it up i think think that's a really 
good way of summing it up. Uh, if if there's any way to tease this, I think one of the things that uh, I walked away from this book with is uh, well, a, a couple of things that I was reminded of. Um, I was reminded of uh, the movie Arrival, and there's a conversation in the movie always Arrival. It, it always got to bring up. Uh, it's either Arrival. This movie, yeah, bullets getting shot in yeah. Superman's eye. <laughs> Why they're not roller skating? They're, they're different uh, things. Animal man. They're different things. I'm just oh yeah, roller skating <laughs> animal man. That's Jupiter ascending for y'all yeah. in the back. Yeah, uh, I was reminded of Arrival because there's a line in Arrival about teaching the aliens language, and one of the countries I can't remember who was trying to do it, but I, I, maybe it was China. They were trying to teach uh, the aliens how to play chess, and that's how they would communicate. And the protagonist of the story says, if you teach it competition, you're teaching it a war game and you're engaging in this, this crafting of its understanding of the world as competitive. One person wins, one person loses, or one entity wins, one entity loses. And in this book, House of X, Magneto frequently bucks against the humans that are touring their Krakoan portals, right? The These like... Uh, now, do you want to give them all this? I was intentionally trying not to get I into won't it. get too far into it, but just the sentiment that I was left with is Magneto is saying like... You humans are afraid of the mutant's ability because you think the only thing that you can uh, conceive uh, yeah. of is aggression. Mm. And as soon as you found out that we have all of these abilities, you, we have this, this resource available to us to unify, the first thing you think is we're coming for you and you don't know how to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's, that pro- that's the problem. Mm. Your mind is stuck there. Huh? And I just thought that was such a powerful thing to hear from Magneto, yeah. who had always been thought of the aggressor, the insurgent. And this is creating this new status quo. Mm. This is the new normal for the mutants. It is the most exciting X book I have read in years. Yeah, I got to say, I mean, I've read X-Men books and I've been like, all right, I read a book. Yeah. Reading this one, I was like, when is the next one? Yes. Ah, like I need to know it's good where this goes it's good there's so many panels in here that made me excited there's so many lines that are really good the artwork is unbelievable shout out to uh, Pepe Larraz who uh, did all the artwork and Marta Gracia as the color artist I mean every every inch of this book is just gorgeous and this is the first time you know John Hickman loves his graphic design and diagrams and supplemental materials. I would say this is the most practical application of those things that he does in so many other books like East of West and some of uh, his uh, other books, his original books like Nightly News. I, this is great stuff. This makes me so excited. There is a line, me too, there's a line in the book that I want to read Yeah, that made, made me go. Oh, man. And it says, quote, one people, one tribe, one family. Mm -hmm. And this is referring to mutants that live on Krakoa. And I was like, man, like, you you say you've set the stage, sir, Mm -hmm. to make me go, okay, now what? Yeah. So I would highly encourage you to pick up this book. Yeah. If, let if us you, know what you think about if it. If you've been a fan for a long time and you're just waiting for it to get good again, that time is now. And if you have never tried to access X-Men because it's too confusing, I don't blame you. But now's the time to hop on. Yeah, if you're going to put some effort, because it's going to be a little bit of effort, because in reading this book, I was kind of like, okay, so, 
All right, now, okay, so, so this is, okay, good. And I move forward because mm-hmm. I'm trying to like store the pieces of the story because Hickman is not just going, boom, smash, kapow. Yeah. It's like, nah, let me, I'm trying to break something down for you. Mm-hmm. So what else did you get? Uh, I picked up Valkyrie, Jane Foster Valkyrie. Uh, I picked this up because Al Ewing is on it. Jason Aaron is on it. Jason Aaron's been doing great work on Thor for a very long time. You you and I are both big fan of yes. Jason Aaron's run on yes, Thor. Yes. Jason Aaron also famously made Jane Foster Thor. Not mm-hmm. female Thor. She was Thor. Yes. And uh, now that that is no longer, she is Valkyrie. I'm excited about that. Uh, I picked up Mark Wade and Javier Rodriguez's History of the Marvel Universe. I'm kind of a sucker for this stuff that just goes all the way back through yeah. history and explains it all. There's always something to discover that I didn't know about Marvel, and I'm excited about that. And uh, finally, this is the one that I've been telling you about, Drawing Blood. This is uh, Kevin Eastman, David Avalone. And I like this book. It's been pretty cool. The co-creator of TMNT, and he is making a semi-autobiographical comic about a character like himself who created a cartoon like TMNT and is, is not succeeding in life. It's a good book. What about you? What do you have? I got Batman Curse of the White Knight, book one. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a sequel of uh, uh, a sequel to Batman White Knight, which was very good. Yes. Uh, Sean Murphy, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's These are what, all good books. That's what I got. All right. So now let's get into... Welcome back, comic books. Welcome back, comics. <laughs> We're happy to have you again in Comic Book Junto. Thank you for your five stars and that ring. There it is. Appreciate that. Spread that between two of us. We can <laughs> that up. All right. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Wow. Yes. San Diego Comic-Con just happened. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to start? Where do I want to start? Um, so my, my inclination is to, stay, is, is to say start with everything the Marvels did. But I think maybe we can save that for last because I know and you know that was the most exciting stuff, Right. And maybe we want to leave the most exciting stuff for the end of our analysis. There were huge announcements all over the place. Yeah. Tons of yeah. things were shared and shown. And it, it ranges from really great and surprisingly uh, uh, cool, like the trailer for the Witcher series on Netflix. Haven't seen that I yet. I was surprised. I think we'll watch that trailer a little bit later maybe. Yeah. Yep. I was surprised by the way that it looks. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, the, it ranges from that, that positive surprise to uh, the trailer for Cats. Let's get into that. Which is a different thing. What did you think of the trailer for Cats? I don't want that. No? Near, near me. I don't want to be near that. I'm not a fan of Cats, the Broadway musical. That's I don't like, want to get, yeah, I'm firing my gun into the air. Get these cats away. Get out of here. From here. Yeah. Hey, scram. Hey, scram. Hey, you, get you know, out of here. Humanoid cats. Get away from my, me. Dig into my garbage. With your shapely bodies, but furry bodies. It's true. You're humans or your cats? What is this? Some of y'all wear coats. Some of, wear, some of y'all what wear What is hats. that? Why does one of you have on clothes, but the other one doesn't? I don't like, I don't like that. Like it. Don't like it. Um, I'm not big on this. It violates the number one rule. What's that? What? The number one? The number one rule of cat girls. Let me introduce you. Here it goes. If you have a cat person with ears on top of their head, you cannot show me the bald side of their head where there are no ears. You got to put hair on that thing. Like locks. Put a wig on it. Put a bob on it. Put wait, hair wait, on wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. This is a rule? I'm, I'm saying it is a rule. It is instituted now. 
for I don't all know if that's time. That's how rules work. Oh yeah. So what you're saying is, if you're gonna put cat ears on top of someone's head, you put them on top, cover up. You gotta cover up the rest of the head. No, there are no human ears. That's the problem. That's what I'm asking you. I'm saying the problem is. I'm saying co- you you want them you want the human ears covered if they're gonna put the cat ears on. Yeah, sh- and put your some issue hair is on there. They did not cover the human ears. That's, there there are no human ears, which is the issue. It's Wait, bald. did they cover the human ears? Yes or no? There are no human ears. Period. No human ears to cover, which is why it's so freaky, man. It just looks like the side of a bald mannequin head. But then there's these ears on top of their human skull. No, absolutely not. That's not how that works. Put hair on that. Cover it up so the ears just poke out of the hair. That works. That makes sense to my brain. I'm appeased. But that's, right now I'm that's, saying... That's, that's, that's what... That's what caught you caught up on. That was that was the that was the first thing I said. You can't be doing this. Well, I figure is you made, you made so much noise about Sonic. Yeah, live action Sonic. Yeah, what do these cats' teeth look like? I didn't human. notice that. Human teeth. All right. No, nah, I don't like that. I don't like that either. Okay. I don't like the look of it, but the look of it is the Broadway musical. It's not different. Are you going to watch it? No. You're not going to watch it. No. So when the screener comes through for this, you're going to be like, get this away from me. Uh, yeah, I'll do something else. I'm going to watch it. You're going to see it. Why not? Have you seen the Broadway musical? I have not. Uh, are you interested in the musical? If, if, if people were going, I would go. If people jumped off a bridge, Octavius, would you jump? Are they attached to a bungee cord? Let me check. All right. Are you guys, are you attached to a bungee cord? No, nah, I don't think so, pal. All right, they're not attached to a bungee cord. Well, now nah, I'm not going to jump with those guys. Though. All right, my, I rest my case. I don't know. What <laughs> if you have been in situation, good work, soldier. <laughs> I was looking for a gavel. <laughs> I'll have it. Just wanted an affirmation. Yeah. Well, look, this trailer. Is why weird. would you see it, people? Why wouldn't? Why not? I just don't understand. Like, it, look, if you want to go see a movie, <laughs> if you want to see cats, just watch. Any tape, any recording this goes of the back Broadway show. Ad, Adam is now like, I don't want remakes. <laughs> and you can't have them either. But I think the whole idea of this thing is that they're supposed to be like, like, <laughs> f- live, like full size. No, like, no. Like, you know, they, they created the set. Like, Why are they so small? <laughs> because they're, they're like, cats. No, but they're like half the size of the cat. A uh, normal cat. The plate was huge. It way too big. <laughs> <laughs> it's messed up, dog. I don't like it. I'm looking at uh, great cast. I looked though. up cats trailer. It, Idris is in this thing. Idris is in this. That's Absolutely. part of it. They're like, oh, Idris is in it. So it's, a, it's an I'm excellent it cast. Magneto's in this, but it's not. How did you all get fooled? Who put Kevin Hart in is in this. Kevin Hart is Dwayne it? the Rock Johnson is in this. <laughs> I can't even tell now. They're not. You know, he's like, are they really? Yeah, I can't even no, tell. They're, they're not. Either. I'm not a fan. If you like it, you like it. Good on you. Go see it. Hope you have a great time. Oh, uh, Taylor Swift is in this. Thing. That's right. With the bedazzled catnip. <laughs> oh, I don't need it. I All do right. not need it. All right. So Adam uh, votes no. Vote he no. is not going to see cats. Mm-hmm. Well, what Octavius else? Octavius will be there. With bells on. I'm a, listen, I'm gonna check it out. Mm-hmm. Let me check it out. Okay, so what else did we find out in um in uh San Diego Comic Con? Uh, well, what else is going on in the world? There, there were a lot of <laughs> these are separate questions. Yeah, yeah. Is there something else? <laughs> hey, Emmy, what's Emmy, going on with Comic Con? Hey, and while I'm at it, what's going on in the world? We missed the Emmy nominations. We didn't talk about this at all. That's right. We didn't do that. So one, 
pose mm-hmm. to um, when they see us. Mm-hmm. Nominated for loads. Yeah. Um, Game of Thrones, uh, uh, whatever. That's your thing. I don't. I don't care. That is no longer my thing because they did not stick the landing. Waste my time. Wow. Yeah. So quickly. You know, when I broke a couple of bones, I think I developed arthritis. Maybe I just realized just I needed to, more honorary. I just needed to shout at people, and I don't have a lawn. So you know, this is my proverbial lawn. The like, internet. Get a, yeah. Get off my sense cats. of entitlement. Yeah. Get off. Get off my cat. Stop having fun. <laughs> enough. <laughs> I've had enough of people enjoying themselves. So uh, we saw saw a couple of things that I saw that maybe aren't as big of a deal. Young Justice season four, yep, got announced. Yes, so that's exciting. Um, we got the Harley Quinn cartoon. Yeah, I saw a trailer for that. Thoughts on that? I'm in for that. You are? Yes. Okay. You? I, I'm kind of on the fence. I'm kind of on the fence. The animation looks great. Yes. Uh, the, it looks like it's got that inane humor that reminded me a little bit of Archer. Hmm. Uh, eh, I don't know. I'll what? definitely check it out, but it, this is not written for me. Why? How do you know? How do you know it's not written for you? It's just that like weird potty mouth humor, like Deadpool style, and it's just not my thing. Uh, it's just not my thing. Not it's Harley just not. is basically the Deadpool of DC. I would say so, and that's cool. Like the show looks good; it's animated beautifully, but it's uh, maybe not made for Adam in mind. Mm. Uh, what else we have? Alan Moore has decided that he is no longer writing comic books. <laughs> I love that this is in our lineup about SDCC. It's not San about Diego SDCC. Comic Con. It's just, it's just this is what's going on before we get into Marvel. <laughs> I know, but I'm imagining you know, when it goes to Marvel, we're just going to talk about like, that and just nerd out. Everybody, uh, come on, form a line outside of Hall H. Alan Moore has a special announcement. I'm done. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, now here's a trailer for the Watchmen HBO TV show, which has caused Alan Moore to quit the business. I guess, I guess at a certain point, maybe that is possibly something that was bothering him. Oh, I'm sure he um, hates that stuff. Yeah, he hates that stuff. We can't talk about HBO's Watchmen. We got a long trailer, a good long look, mm-hmm. and even though that it, I think it is antithetical to. A lot of things I have said. I'm I haven't seen myself, the trailer yet, though. But we're going to watch. Making myself too. out to be a real curmudgeon here, but I always complain when they revisit uh, Watchmen as a property. Just leave it alone. Uh, it looks great. I'm excited to watch that with you. We will watch that trailer a little bit later. That's coming soon. Yes. Also, Avengers has beat Avatar. Um, I, I want to recount. I want to revote. Why? What is it? What is the you deal? Need to preserve Avatar. I love Avatar. It's great. Well, okay, and? Oh, I do want to, you know, let me you say. You can't have more than one thing that you like at one time? <laughs> no, I just got to keep it straight. I do want to say congratulations to Zoe Saldana. Uh, her, the movie in which she was green has now surpassed the movie in which she was blue. That's the how you see this. And last night, I watched Star Trek Into Darkness. Okay. Uh, the movie in which she was black. Mm. Uh, and congratulations to her. She has seen space in every variation. And she's doing great. Wow. But I love Avatar. Avatar is still number one in my heart, even though Endgame has surpassed it. Did you see the James Cameron tweet? No. What did it say? <laughs> was I'm he gonna, just like, uh, I'm going to pull well, this up now. Luck, uh, he wasn't upset about it. He just was weird about it. He, uh, he did this weird tweet previously uh-huh. when Endgame was on the way yeah. to beating Avatar. It was like, and he well, tweeted an image of the Titanic. Uh-huh. Did you see that? No. He tweeted an image of the Titanic 
crashing into a giant uh, Avengers logo instead of an iceberg. And it said like, good luck on your way to beating my success or some weird thing. Uh-huh. Right? It probably said congratulations on your success. But it's just weird because the Titanic did happen for real. But that's kind of the thing. Like, it's like tradition when your record gets passed. Yeah. The person whose record has passed kind of is like is a good sport and they put out some sort of graphic that's yeah. like, yo, good job. I thought it was it was definitely a good sport thing. Yeah. But the graphic was bizarre because um, it did happen. That's You're saying that the Avengers are the ones that sunk the Titanic? <laughs> yeah, that's what James Cameron has suggested. Here's here's what he did most recently. I'm handing you my phone so you can take a look at that graphic there. And would you please describe what you see? I see Iron Man with a bunch of <laughs> little things. And there's a language I don't understand. Uh-huh. That's Navi from well, Avatar. Negati. Come, what does this say? <laughs> I see you, Marvel. Congratulations to Avengers Endgame on becoming the new box office king. Jim Cameron? <laughs> Who's Jim Cameron? <laughs> Who is that? It's casual Friday. It, could, it, it couldn't even be from him. It's, like, it's from your my, man, Jim. It's from my cousin, Jim. And he's <laughs> like, the new film from James Cameron. This dude says, Ewan Yahu, your buddy Jim. And it's just oh, is that is that what it's it says? Navi language? What does it say in the beginning? It says "I see you," which is the the line from Avatar. Something else. So uh, yeah, he animated that. He did cool fan art of Iron Man. You know, having good time with the uh, space squids. What are they? Are they this pollen? is your movie. This is your thing. I love Avatar. You tell it's me great. what it is. I love it. Those were important characters. I just can't remember them at the time. Now, mm-hmm. love Avatar. Good work to Jim and James and uh, to everyone who made Endgame. Good work, soldier. That's right. Another thing that's going on, we're getting two more Halloween movies. <laughs> okay. Did you hear this? No. Jamie Lee Curtis back for both? Uh, I believe so. There's two more Halloween movies. October 16th, 2020, Halloween Kills. October 15th, <laughs> 2021, Halloween Ends. Oh, all right. You... Give a crap about this? Not especially. I didn't see the remake. Did you? Yes. Thoughts? I had a good time. You liked it? You don't, you 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 just don't care about this. Oh, it just doesn't move me. I'm I'm like I'm nothing I'm not moves it. you. <laughs> Ever since Avatar. Adam crushed <laughs> crushed his clavicle, <laughs> nothing moves him anymore. It's true. You got to get movement back in that right arm, and then two weeks from now, right? Two weeks from now is when my Weapon X program ends. Okay. And then I will, I will be moved once again. You know what doesn't move me? Uh, some other news. The Walking Dead movie. Oh, yeah. Huh? Rick Grimes. <laughs> What's going on? What is going on? What? I was unaware that there was Do a Do I have to watch all of the TV show? Because I stopped watching the TV We show. got a teaser for season 10 of Walking Dead, the show. Which we heard, spoilers for The Walking Dead season 10, that Michonne, this is this is gonna be Denai was how do you say Denai Guerrero? Denai Guerrero's last season that oh. was announced. Oh, okay. So what does that mean? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Rick's gone. Mm-hmm. Soon Michonne will be gone. Uh-huh. Fear the Walking Dead is that still going strong? I think that's like five seasons. I don't. Deep. I don't even watch the shows. Shoot. I f- I read all the comics though. Yeah, which has ended and it ended well. So will you see the movie? I would like to see the movie. Yeah. I would like to see it. The teaser for the movie, all we see is a helicopter rushing toward a city. Uh-huh. And then The Walking Dead. 
And that's it. As in the logo, not Rick actual Grimes. zombies. Rick Grimes, he's, he's back. He's on his way back. It's taking a long time. But he I don't think. even know what happened to Rick. I don't know why Rick's not with everybody. I don't know what's happening. Unclear. Um, what else did we get? Creep, uh, the, Creep Show is coming back. Did that, you ever watch Creep Show? Yes. Yeah, when Creep I was Show. way too young. Yes. Way too young to be watching That's Creep Show. That's a prerequisite, Show. right? Yeah. You got to watch Creep Show when it was scared of the hell out of you. Yes. Yeah. Stephen King uh, stories. And Creep Show was always a lot of fun. And it looks like it's coming to Shudder, which is a, a horror network. And that looks fun. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Other things. Quentin Tarantino. Okay. We got some Quentin news. <laughs> now, I have seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Which we have to discuss. Have you seen the movie? No, no. How are we going to talk about it? Well, I, I just, I, I sent you a text. Why don't you respond to my text? I, I read you, the text. Well, well, then you didn't respond, though. Maybe I didn't read the text. <laughs> I said, in the, in the scheme of Quentin Tarantino movies... How is it? I did not read that text. I 100% didn't even see that. (laughs) Oh, you tell me now. Well, I didn't know. But in in the scheme of Tarantino Uh, movies, where where would you place it? It. What do you mean, where do I place it? How do I I answer that? What's your favorite Tarantino movie? Mm, I was just listening to a podcast where they were ranking the top five Tarantino movies. Uh And I was thinking, what is my favorite? Um, I guess I got to say... The one that affected me most Mm -hmm. was Reservoir Dogs. Mm -hmm. That was the one. I think I I remember a couple times watching movies where I was just kind of like, I feel like I've seen something that's not. And Reservoir Dogs was one of the ones where there was like something like something happened in the movie that made me go, well, this is different. Like this. Oh, so. What? 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 Wait! What's going on? Like that? It was like one of those moments, and I was pretty young when I saw it. Mm-hmm. Probably again, maybe should I be watching this? Because I think it came out ninety something. Yeah, in the ninety eight, definitely. So maybe I wasn't too young to watch it. Maybe Reservoir Dogs forgetting. is like that for me too. I, I it was a strong impression yeah. when I watched that. What's your least favorite Tarantino movie? Uh, I think it's what's the one? Mine's Hateful Eight. That's it. Mine's That's Hateful it. Eight. So what I'm asking is. Is this one closer to Reservoir Dogs or Hateful Eight? Or is it just like in between? I think it's in between. All right. I'm cool with this. I think it's in between. That is, that's positive for me. Yeah. I saw it and it was like, this is a thing to see. <laughs> you know, like, it's not like. Why don't you, whatever. why don't you give your quotes to movie posters? Octavius A. Newman says. This is a thing to see. See it. I'd see that. Octavius Newman <laughs> weighs in on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I don't know why I give it like a talky voice. Quote Octavius A. Newman says, this is a thing to see. <laughs> go quick, go soon to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the ninth film by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> that sounds like I could have been a part of the movie, actually. Audiences are saying, I saw it with both eyes. What does that mean? The ninth movie by Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but... uh, It happened in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) I stayed awake the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Well, I'll be seeing it this weekend. Yes, we can talk about it afterwards because then it's something to say. But, you know, the word on the street is Quentin says he's he's only going to do 10 movies. Yeah, he always says he's going to retire at a certain point. Right. Even though he's already made made this is technically his 10th te- technically his 10th movie mm-hmm. but the 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 rub is there that 
uh, Kill Bill was shot as one movie. Okay, but, but broken into two parts. They had him break it He's up. He's getting into technical. Two. Yeah. Well, technically, he shot it as one movie. Yeah. But the studio asked him to, you know, make two movies and he obliged in sure. doing that. Um, but word on the street is Quentin says that he and Uma Thurman have been discussing a possible Kill Bill 3. Oh. Ah. Now, also, he had been saying that this star, this rated R Star Trek movie yeah. that he's going to do was going to be the next movie, uh-huh. which I think everybody's kind of like, Quentin Tarantino is going to do a Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie. A Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie, to me, sounds like the plot of a robot chicken episode. It does. You know? It does. Like Some things are like only... That's the, that's the whole premise. Yes. We're going to do... What if Quentin Tarantino was able to get a hold of Star Trek? Yeah. Because you know, Quentin, it, it's probably going to be closest to, to that Black Mirror episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Quentin yes. is- The callous. Especially in just in the fact that I just watched a Quentin Tarantino movie, it's not like anything. No. Except a remix or like a, like a, like a melting pot of a bunch of old references you probably can't put your finger on. Yeah. You know what I mean? That you kind of you kind of recognize them, but you can't pinpoint the exact reference. When yeah. you think about Inglorious Bastards, and you think about Kill Bill, you think about Pulp Fiction, you think about all of these movies, mm-hmm. and the mind of the guy who wrote that grindhouse, mm-hmm. you know, who wrote that and directed that, and you go, here's the property of Star Trek. Yeah. Imagine if he kill Billified Star Trek. Yeah. It's not gonna be what we think it is. He's gonna no. turn it on its head. This is this head. is this is no knock, but Quentin Tarantino, this is this is a direct quote from uh Timory, from my girlfriend Timory. Quentin Tarantino is the girl talk of movie directors. Because he takes samples from so many different mediums, so uh-huh. many other movies, so uh-huh. many other things, cultures and tropes. Right. And he stitches them together, I would say, masterfully, for the most part. He does a great job doing a mashup of cinema. And there's enough original and enough flair and signature to make it just, it's his. Yeah. But when you peel it all apart, these are pieces from so many other places. But this is how I learned how to, air quote, create. Uh I was taught to do it just like that. Remix. Step one, steal. Mm -hmm. Step, it's not... Borrow, no, steal it. Mm-hmm. Like I was specifically told when I was learning, it was like, copy that. Mm-hmm. And I would do it and then my mentor would come by and go, why are you changing it? Don't change it. I want you to literally copy it. Make the same thing. Make the exact same thing. Because if you can make the exact same thing, then you can make anything. Yeah. So if it gets to the point where you can basically copy anything that exists, mm-hmm. well, what can't you make? Yeah. Yeah. After you are able to copy it or steal it, then steal 12 things. Mm-hmm. Then you remix the 12 things. Put them all together. And you have this innovative thing. A stew. So steal, remix, innovate. Indeed. So the innovated thing is the ninth film by Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. First, mm-hmm. And the first film of Quentin Tarantino. Because when you look at Kill Bill, he didn't make anything up. No. He just put them together in a way... That is uniquely his. Yes. But he didn't create... I mean, look at the yellow jumpsuit. Yeah. Instead of yellow jumpsuit, it's a yellow motorcycle suit. That's right. 
Bruce Lee. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and it's great. I love him. Like I said, no knock, but he's a mashup master. Just right. like Girl Talk does mashup. Uh, but what is for, Girl Talk? What is that? Oh, so you don't... Okay, so Girl Talk is was, I should say, I don't know if Girl Talk is still going, but was like a very well-loved and popular mashup artist, a DJ, who would take a ton music? of... Music? Yeah, music. Okay. Who would take a ton of different songs and stitch them together. So if you, they had like, uh, you speed it up, so it's got a similar BPM to something else. And he'd take a bunch of different stuff and stitch it together and just make these awesome ensemble remixes. It was like the soundtrack to every party I went to when I was in college. You walk in. Oh, I must not have gone to that. And Girl Talk is playing. It's Girl great. Talk, American Disc Jockey. Night Ripper, Feed the Animals. Uh, good stuff. But it's none of it is necessarily Greg original. Michael Gills. It's just, uh, oh, man, you give him his, his muggle name. This is, you got The internet told me, the, told me this. I only know him as Girl Talk. That well, changes look, everything. Listen. I'm sorry to ruin this for you. Did you <laughs> yeah. want to know that he's 37 years old and he's from Pittsburgh, oh, Pennsylvania? Yeah, oh. he's, yeah, he is a PA guy, which I, I think I appreciate. That's probably why I listen to a lot of Girl Talk, because he's local. And world, I don't know, word travels in that way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I thought it was an appropriate analogy, but if you don't know <laughs> Girl Talk... Well, I get it now. Right. I mean, I understood what you were saying, but even more so, I like to, now I want to listen to Girl Talk. But the bottom line is, the reason why I'm bringing this up is Quentin Tarantino is talking about... He Kill said Bill. that he was speaking to Uma Thurman about possibly doing a sequel. Yeah. Like that's, that's the general conversation that's going on. I'm down with that. So let me see if I can find the quote right quick. He says, quote, me and Uma have talked about it recently. Frankly, to tell you the truth, I have thought about it a little further. We were talking about it literally last week. If any of my movies were going to spring from my, if any of my movies were going to spring from my other movies, it would be a third Kill Bill. Mm. Got it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I want to watch that. I um, mean, he's, uh, he's talked about this a long time ago. Yeah, it's not the first time. Like, Probably won't be the last. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, I you, I think he's the kind of guy who's just going to never stop creating. So I dare him to retire. He probably won't be able whoa, to do whoa, that. Whoa, 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 whoa! You going to dare? Him? Oh, you know what it is, right? Like, when you can't stop, you just are made to make stuff. Speaking of people who are made to make stuff, Kevin Smith has a new movie. Uh huh. This is what he's born to do, and he's rebooting Jay and Silent Bob. Funny, and it is very meta. It's you know he's in its own head about it. Doing. It looks silly and fun. Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. That looks good. That I'm definitely going to see that. It's been a long time since we've had a proper stoner flick. You know I'm a fan of uh, Kevin Smith. Yeah, I know. And and the new one, the new movie looks funny. And Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back was a weird film. But it was still fun. Mark Hamill up in there and all that nerdy stuff. That was a lot of fun. So I think that'll be cool. Now that Kevin Smith is also in the MCU. Huh? Remember Captain Marvel? What? Stan Lee oh, was on yeah, the bus. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was reading Mallrats. Reading the script, the script for, for Mallrats. Mallrats. Yeah. So, you know, anything is possible now. I- anything is possible. Uh, we also got to talk about Star Trek. We were talking about a Quentin Tarantino Star Trek. We have a trailer for the show, Picard. Picard. Uh, what is your Star Trek fandom like? Uh, I am actively going back and watching on Netflix Star Trek The Next Generation. Next Generation, yeah. So you're That's going something that stuff. I'm watching just as because i know you know little people can handle it 
And yes. it's something that can keep my attention. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Strong moral compass too, right? So yeah. a little person growing up with that one, that's that's you want to grow up and be like Picard. You want to have a strong moral compass, be a good leader. It's interesting, man. Watching this, my wife comes in, she goes, what is this? Yeah. And I was like, it's Star Trek. She goes, oh, I'm surprised. I said, why? She goes, it looks old. <laughs> She's like, I was just surprised you were watching something that looks so old. It does. I was like, okay. TV sets. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's interesting, man. It is a very, very heady show. Yeah. It's, a lot of t- it's a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, a lot, a lot of talking. Yeah. In, in, in my mind, Star Wars was all about that action. And Star Trek was about diplomacy. And philosophy. And when I was a kid, I couldn't appreciate that. Now that I'm an adult, I have a, a much greater appreciation for Star Trek. So Picard looks great. It also looks like a departure. You know, it looks like a modern Star Trek. Mm, what do you mean by that? Because I haven't seen the trailer. It's shiny. It looks way more expensive. It doesn't have that same look and feel of next generation, you know? Um, I wonder how that affects huge fans, big Trekkies. It, it, that's not necessarily my forte. So it just looks cool to me, but... You know, I think when you make it look different, you make it look shiny and big budget looking, there's a sense of, I don't know, there's a mood that changes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for but, sure. But this looks cool. Picard looks cool. Great to see him back in the game. Yeah. So that's cool. So we might as well just go ahead let's do it. and dive in. Are we yeah, going to watch these trailers it. first or are we going to just talk MCU? We should talk MCU because there's so much to talk about. I, I brought up a list and I thought maybe I could just go down the list and, and first things first, talk about the sheer amount of things that we discovered recently. Drop the bomb on us. Yeah. So here's the thing. Here's what we knew. Marvel was showing up to SDCC, but DC was not. Mm, well, DC was showing up uh-huh. and Marvel wasn't. Okay. And if then flip? DC pulled out, Marvel said, oh. Oh yeah, we'll be there. Oh, you just going to open it up for a player? Mm-hmm. All right, check this out. We in there. Mm-hmm. Gonna slide right up in there. And next thing you know, off the top rope. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. So it was Saturday night. Yes, it was 9 p.m. Eastern it was Saturday Standard. Saturday night. And I know where I was. Where I was, was working that? a gig. I was in the sound booth doing sound and tech for a show. But I could not pry my eyeballs away from my phone. And I saw the yeah. announcement of... The Eternals? Do you know? Wait, let me tell you where I was. Yes. I was sitting in my car. Yeah. Getting ready to go eat ramen. Uh huh. And I was very excited because I love ramen from the specific place here in Philly. Yeah. So I'm sitting in my car and then first text comes in. I sat in my car for (laughs) For the whole whole, panel. The whole time. Yeah. Just texting, like in my car. Yeah. I, for a while, I'm like, I had the car running. I had to turn the car off. Yeah. Like I told, I almost missed the place. Almost closed. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just was texting with you, texting the group text, texting yes. other people, yeah. checking Twitter. It was just coming. It was so. I just want to talk about before we get into what actually happened. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. Yeah, it was exciting. I felt like a kid. Yeah, I. As I told you on multiple occasions, almost threw my phone out the window. <laughs> I almost threw my phone. I was like, I know what? What is happening? Mm-hmm. They're doing what? Yeah. It, and it just kept more and more. Yeah. And then another thing. And then another thing. It was just such being a fan. It felt good. It was fun. I felt like the 
the the years that I've invested in this, the hours that I've invested in this, and the culmination of the Infinity Saga, mm-hmm. I just felt good about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, was, then, I was definitely feeling high. They let us settle for a while. They gave us some dessert with Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, that's a weird dessert. But yeah. You didn't like it? No, I'm just saying it's just a weird... It was just a, a, like... what are they, Sequence the, of words. What's the thing? That spider dessert. Okay. What's the thing that kind of like <laughs> reflect, freshes your palate? Oh, uh, a, oh, wow. Whatever that thing is. Uh-huh. Aperitif? I don't know. But the thing that kind of resets... Digestive? Re, re, resets your palate for the next thing. Mm-hmm. They gave us in-game and they're like, let it settle. They were going to give you far from home. Mm-hmm. To kind of like reset your expectations, lighten the mood a little bit, bring it up a little bit, and then it hit us with the bomb. So now we know about phase four and what phase four looks like. Not just movies, also Disney Plus programming. Yeah. So I'm going to read in a list what they announced. You tell me, Octavius, when you were going to throw your phone. Mm-hmm. First up, Eternals. That's the next movie coming out. Yeah. Next. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. TV show. Next, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I was like, And they got whoa. a damn cast. Whoa. Simu Liu and Aquafina up yes. in there. Oh, yes. man. Incredible. Next, WandaVision. Uh-huh. They've got that coming to Disney+. Plus. Next, Loki, Disney+. Plus. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That one. That's yeah. the first person that made me go, whoa, 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 mm-hmm. slow down. Yes. So you're just going to claim it. And this one they have declared is their first scary MCU movie. That made me go. Here we go. Whoa. They also said that this will be tied directly into WandaVision, the yes. show. So these will play off of one another directly, right. which is cool. Uh, next, Marvel Studios' What If... Coming to Disney Plus. Let me stop you right there. Big one, Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher. Yes. So I was cool, like, all right, cool. What if? Then when I heard that the actors were going to be coming back to voice act and reprise their yeah. roles, I said, yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who, because the thing is about animation, that's a couple, I, I mean, I don't want to downplay what a voice actor does. However, you get in there, you do the work, mm-hmm. you do your session, mm-hmm. and then you move on. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure it's it's a lot. Work. I think it's a it's it's definitely work yeah. because I've you know I've done the voice acting stuff before. Yeah, but it seems like oh, you, you just hear that. Okay, it seems like <laughs> like is that just in my ears? Um, it seems like that might be an easier ask. Sure. Like, hey, Robert. Then putting on the CG bodysuit. Yeah, you want to come back in and voice this Tony Stark? We got a cool idea. It's a mm-hmm. what if story. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you want to come do Cap again? Yeah. You know? The voice cast for that is, that was a big deal. Yes. It's very exciting. And it's animation. It's also a I big can't, deal. I, I, I want to know what it looks like. Is it going to look different? Is it going to have different every episode? Is it going to have a certain, you know, like... It better look good. Marvel animated movies and TV shows have never been that great. Struggled. So they they, they really need to up their game in that yeah. department. I, I, I'm not expecting, like, Saturday morning cartoon. Next for uh, Disney Plus, Hawkeye. TV show. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why I'm excited about that one. They showed a, a, a teaser for that in which they showed that uh, Clint Barton will be played by Jeremy Renner. Mm-hmm. They also showed Kate Bishop, 
Hawkeye in the the teaser. No casting announcement. You saw this? You saw the, the visual? Uh-huh. Like I Kate, didn't see this. Kate Bishop this. showed up, and then the logo unfurls, and it is Matt Fraction and David Aha's Hawkeye logo. Yeah, now from an iconic run in comics. Yes, but Design Twitter mm-hmm. had a field day with that. Oh, they were like, "Dag, Hawkeye can't even get a good logo treatment." Oh, and I was like, "Yeah, but it's not about that." It's about what it's it, about what it represents to us, right. to us who know what it is. We're like, oh, they're gonna we're gonna get hawk guy, hawk guy, you know. Mm-hmm. So, bro, 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 bro. Oh man, yeah, I really want that. I'm so excited. Now, now here, here's where things get crazy. Thor, love and thunder. Oh yeah, and it's not just the the incredible He Man looking logo. Definitely master the masters of the universe. Oh yeah, Taika Waititi is back at the helm. One more again. And we also got an announcement that Tessa Thompson is going to be playing the first LGBTQ superhero in the MCU. The way she announced it was dope. Yeah. She goes, Valkyrie, as king, the first thing she needs to do is find her queen. Uh. And I said, okay. Yes. Ready. Okay, Tessa. And then they, finaled, uh, they, they, they followed that up with the announcement that Natalie Portman will be returning to the series. As Thor. Wow. Damn. Wow. See, this is when I really started feeling like Marvel is rewarding current comic fans. Yes. What we've done, phase one through three, was necessary. It established the fandom. It -hmm. created this literacy for superheroes in movies. And and it, it brought in so much money and so many fans. Now, now that folks have bought in, now they're investing into current fans. Thor as a woman, is a recent development. Yeah. You know, in the past couple of years. And the fact that they're bringing that, that to the screen so quickly, that's that's big. I'm stoked about that. Now, one thing I want to add in here. Someone on the internet asked, is Thor, Love and Thunder, before or after Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Good question. James Gunn answered, he says, Before. Before. So there's some clarity from the man himself. That question would be relevant because Thor, Chris Hemsworth, has joined the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, as the As Guardians of the Galaxy. When we last saw how things went in Endgame. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't mean that Thor is not with the Guardians of the Galaxy when Thor Love and Thunder starts. That's right. It doesn't mean that. Yeah. It just means that Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Volume 3, comes after Thor Love and Thunder. And then we got news that the next the the next upcoming and the soonest to be released movie from the MCU in phase 4 is Black Widow. Yeah. It is official. Black Widow is happening. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson is playing Black Widow. Right. And it's a prequel. Now we we knew that Scarlett Johansson was making Black Widow. What we didn't know was where it fits mm-hmm. because spoilers, spoiler walls been blown up. That's right. Spoilers for Endgame, spoilers for the Infinity Saga, spoilers for 11 years, 24 movies. From what we saw, Natasha passed. Yeah. We also saw Cap, I done told you spoilers. We also saw Cap go back and put the Infinity. We didn't see him. We yeah. hear that's our understanding that Cap went back in time mm-hmm. to put all the Infinity Stones back yeah and he also took mjolnir with him yeah so a couple things taika watiti hands you know 
Jane Foster Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. Where does Mjolnir come from? Is she even going to be wielding the hammer? Good question. Is she going to be wielding Stormbreaker? How is all that going to work? Good questions. The other thing is, is Natasha alive? Is she dead? Unclear. Is this a prequel? Is this a time jump? Is she going to, like, how does all this work exactly? So did they actually say this is a prequel? That's my understanding, yeah. Um, but I don't know where I got that information, so... Let's just say good maybe. question. Uh, we did get a, a little bit of cool casting news there. David Harbour is going to be pay, be playing Alexei, the Red Guardian. Yeah. That was a, a, a ex-husband of uh, Scarlet Witch, or Scarlet Witch, uh, Black Widow. And uh, Florence Pugh from Midsommar is also in the movie. That's exciting. And uh, the director is Kate is she Shortland. The other Black Widow? Good question. Because there have been others who were trained in the Red Room. Yeah. And so I imagine that's probably going to be the case. And uh, Taskmaster. Is the villain. Is the villain. There's actual some key some key art yeah. floating around about there. Taskmaster is cool. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be excited to see him realize on the screen. So, you know, if you're me, you're reeling from all of this news. Yes. You're like, wow, wow. Doctor Strange, multiverse, all the Disney Plus news, yeah. the, Thor, Love and Thunder, yeah. Hawkeye, all of this is huge. Yeah. Every single time they announced something, it was a big deal. What if, and we already knew we were getting a Disney Plus, mm-hmm. but this even more made it more exciting. Yeah. We already knew that we were going to go see all of these movies. Yeah. So at this point, things are kind of cooling down. I'm actually getting ready to get out of the car. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Then, who you, walks sir. Out? Who walks out? You, sir, send a text to the group text from Marvel, and it says, just announced Blade. That one, I literally almost reared Lost back and threw my phone on the <laughs> ground. Like, I was like, I said I, out loud, I was like, no, what? I think Simba Sparks was like, you's a damn liar. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, you'd like, you have every reason to believe that this was fake. Because I, I, I was like, I, literally, I was one foot out the car, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, no, he's he's joking. And, I, and then I saw Mahershala. Yeah. I said, fam. Yeah. What? What? Mahershala is going to be playing Blade? <sighs> Look, you and I both saw Alita <sighs> Battle Angel. Wow. And if you if you saw Alita, you will understand. He's Blade. He's wearing the Blade sunglasses. He's looking like Blade mm. in Alita. He is Blade, and he is going to be great. I'm really curious how he's going to embody Blade, because yeah, my man. Blade is Wesley Snipes, and Wesley Snipes does martial arts, yes, right? Yes, so I'm yes, curious yes. where we're going to head with that. But Mahershal has got it. He's got the vibe. He's got the attitude. He's the, got the, the swagger. The laugh. Oh, yes. That laugh he does. Oh, yes. And reportedly, Mahershala Ali set up the meeting with Marvel and said, I'm Blade now. <laughs> yeah, like, Kevin Feige was like, I think somebody asked him, like, why? Like, what what, what happened? And he's like, when Mahershala Ali calls you and says he wants to have a meeting with you, you take the meeting. You take the meeting. And Mahershala was like, they were talking a little bit. And Mahershala was like, okay, I want to play, want to play Blade. Yeah. And then it was like, well, uh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So why, now, I mean, why is this a big deal? Blade arguably started 
started all of Marvel's success. Yes. Blade is responsible. The Blade movies yeah, are yeah. responsible for where Marvel is now. Before the MCU started, before Iron Man, Blade was so massively successful. It yeah. was so awesome. Even though it didn't end well with its trilogy, uh, it was so well-received that I would say that it convinced Marvel, okay, we got something. People are going to see these. Blade did that. Yeah. Blade is amazing. I'm so excited. I'm very excited for the Mahershala Cinematic Universe because mm. my man plays Prowler. Uncle Aaron. Cottonmouth. Yes. And now Blade. Yes. Like he's he's got the- He the, might be a watcher. The three-time triple citizenship. Wow. Good for him. But this Good also for us. What this also does, I guess we can assume that this confirms that the Netflix- series are not connected to the mcu because yeah. like you can't play Cottonmouth, no and mm-hmm. you know you can't you can't be M- mariah or black mariah and be the lady that tony talks to in the hallway yeah whose kid got killed out there in uh that's that is uh what's it call it that's multiverse madness is what it is well we're just gonna call it a multiverse thing let's say another dimension earth 449 but i really do i really do think that part of this is actually like that's not that's not canon that's not mcu canon i agree you know Um, what i mean yeah what if in a sense so you know, me, I want to what here's a what if episode. Let me just pitch this. What if Daredevil was in an end, end game? What if the Netflix heroes showed up in the MCU? What were the I mean, where were they at? Where were they at when <laughs> Thanos came down? They was like, oh Lord, this ain't got nothing to do yeah, with it. Y'all were in Hell's oh, Kitchen, Lord. you know you were available. Wait a second. Come on. Did they all get snapped? <laughs> Luke Cage would have been very valuable in a lot of those throws. They got blipped. I guess. Um, so it's this is nobody wanted to hang out with Danny Rand. Well, We're like, don't even call him. Yeah, <laughs> we got Shang Chi, and I'm just I want to see how they do that because Danny Rand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. True. So By the way, is, you know what I just uh, thought of recently, what? and it escaped me until right this moment. Power Man, an Iron Clavicle. <laughs> That's the new thing. Power Man and Iron Clavicle. Because I got the- <laughs> It's true. It's true. It's facts. I don't like it, but it's the reality. Hey, listen, man. That's your origin story. It's true. Wesley Snipes had some thoughts, had some things to say. Mm-hmm. Quote, to all the daywalkers losing their minds right now, chillax. Yeah. <laughs> Although the news comes as a surprise, it's all good. Such is the business of entertainment. Much peace to the MCU crew. Always a fan. Honor and respect to the Grandmaster Stan. Congratulations and salam to Mahershala Ali, a beautiful and talented artist whose expressions I look forward to ex- experiencing for many years to come. Inshallah, we will someday work together. Most importantly, to my, royal, to my loyal fans, the incredible outpouring of love is overwhelming. I am grateful for the never-ending support. So no fret, no worry. It's not the end of the story. Welcome to the Daywalker click. So classy. Wesley is like classy. Come on in. Into it. That's the way to go. Get in here. Oh, man. Really felt like Christmas. All those announcements, those were big. Now, the other things that we got, just as a footnote, Kevin Feige did say into the microphone. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are getting a Captain Marvel 2. He did say that we didn't have time to talk about it. But he dropped mutants. 
He talked about mutants, so, you know, we wanted to get to it, but we couldn't get to it. He says, we didn't have time. He just, you know, he just, you know, just flexed a little bit. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know what? We ain't have time to get to Fantastic Four. We didn't have time to, you know, get to mutants or Captain Marvel 2 or Black Panther, mm-hmm. you know, to, you know, and he didn't even say anything about Spider-Man. Nope. But, said not a word. But the thing is, people did talk to him afterwards. Mm-hmm. They did have conversations with him. And they said, I mean, well, they said that they have this planned out for the next five years. Oh yeah, no doubt. He's like, we've got, we've got phase four and five already planned out. Man, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm so excited. You know, I got to eat my words here because the weekend prior, the day prior, hours earlier to all these announcements, I'm groaning about reboot this, make new stuff. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And then this happens and I'm like, yeah! Yeah. (laughs) I got a tummy ache from all all this sweetness. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's big stuff, man. SDCC was a big one this time. Here's a, here's a quote from Feige. He goes, we debated what we should announce today. Should we announce four and five? We've planned them all out. We've got five years down the road. And I was like, I think 11 projects in two years is plenty. <laughs> Having not mentioned anything for two or three years. So, but he did say they've got five years planned. And we also have the D23 coming up. Now they he did D twenty three. Tell me about that. D twenty three is Disney's, you know, convention. Mm, mm-hmm. That's their own thing. Okay. Um. So there is a conversation. Somebody did ask Kevin Feige about, um, about uh Avengers. They noticed that he's like, hey, we noticed there's no there's no Avengers talk. Like, what's going on? Sure. Anything on that? And um, I can't find the quote right now, but um, Feige said. There is going to be an Avengers, but it's going to be different. Sure. It's going to have some people you know. Mm-hmm. It's going to have some people you haven't met yet. Makes sense. You know, but yeah. there is something coming. It makes so, sense. what out of this are you most excited about? Uh, oh, man. It's really hard for me to pinpoint what I was most excited about. I'm, I'm way more excited about the Disney Plus programming than I expected to be. Okay. I mean, like... I just, you know, I knew I was going to sign up for it. I know we were going to talk about those shows on this show, but I didn't realize how hype I was because they're taking it so seriously. Seems like it. Yeah. Like, I think they've seen everything that worked for the Netflix shows and everything that did not. Now, they also confirmed about the Loki show. Mm -hmm. Spoilers again for Endgame. In Endgame, when they're doing the time heist... Loki gets away with the space st- or with the cosmic cube, which has yeah. cube has which has the space stone in it. They confirmed that is that Loki is the Loki of the show. Yeah, of the Loki show. I'm I'm, I'm happy with that. So in a sense, this and isn't Tom Hiddleston. This yeah, this isn't the mature, developed version of Loki that we saw. Get you know yep. get the axe in um, Infinity War. So this is the same Loki that's fresh off of getting smashed by Hulk, bang, 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 puny god. Like, yeah, it's that guy. He and you got to imagine that version of Loki is pissed. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think again, we have to deal with the multiverse and we have to deal with time travel because now you got this Loki running around with a space stone with right. the cosmic cube. Right. What's yeah. that going to look like? Yeah. Um. Look, I'm extremely excited for Thor: Love and Thunder. 
I, I think Valkyrie as a character is awesome. Mm. I love Jason Aaron's run on Thor and that they're tapping into that is a big deal to me. And Taika Waititi proved to me that he can make a Marvel movie like nobody else can. And it's great. So I cannot wait for the follow-up to that. I'm extremely excited about Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, The man. fact that that's a scary movie. Yeah, man. That's a big deal. I'm so stoked for Shang-Chi because I have no idea what to expect. But, but, we, but what that does do is that connects the Ten Rings mm-hmm. and the the Mandal I was about to say Merovingian <laughs> the Mandalorian which in a way connects us to Iron Man yeah because the fake again spoilers for Iron Man three was it three that was, was that two so uh, Iron he Man, was in three Iron Man yeah yep. so spoilers for that version of Iron for the uh, Iron Man um, that Mandarin we saw was fake mm-hmm. it wasn't real he was an actor yeah but what this does confirm is that there is there's a real one out there. Real Mandarin. There is a real Ten Rings. So Tony Lung. We're going to see that. what all of that is. Yeah, I'm so excited about that. And uh, I'm extremely excited for Blade. I mean, come on. Blade 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love Blade, and specifically Blade 2. I love that movie so much. I'm so hyped for Blade to be back. Blade is awesome. <sighs> How about you? Do, you? do you have one in particular? Any in particular? Blade, for sure. Yep. Um, but that's so far away, so I kind of, kind of like put that out of my head. Twenty twenty one. Um, Blade. Yeah. Did they announce that? I believe so. I think that's part of Phase Five. Oh, word. Okay. Um, I'm really excited for in the multiverse of madness. Yeah. What does that even mean? Because remember, how how long have I been going? That's the multiverse right there. Mm-hmm. Like, remember, I used to say that when watching. We like, look, man, like that is the multiverse. Mm-hmm. The the ancient one just basically shot him through it and explained it. Mm-hmm. So for them to confirm it in the title and say this is going to be a scary movie, out of everything, I'm kind of just like, what, what does that? What does that even mean? mean? My guess, my guess, is that Spider Man is involved with that movie somehow? You think so? Well, what makes you think so? What happened at the end of, you know, Far From Home? I'm not going to ask in the, you know. Sure. Okay. So I'm thinking that maybe, and also May was like, are you with, are you with Mr. Strange? Mm-hmm. So that little part right there. So, and sure. also who's, who's Peter's old head at this point? Yeah. Yeah. He needs you somebody. Know? Like who's his, like he's just a kid. Like who's, who, who else does he know? Who, who is he connected to? Because remember in Endgame, he gets blipped back yeah. and then sling ring. We in here. Yeah. So from there, it's like the only he was up there with mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. Sure, you know. So I think uh, Multiverse of Madness makes me wonder, and especially since they specifically said this is very heavily connected to the Scarlet Witch and the oh, yeah, right. Vision show. Uh, my thought is: is this connected to the story House of M? Right. Because in the con in the comics in the arc House of M, Scarlet Witch loses her mind after the death of Vision, her husband, and she becomes extremely depressed. She goes mad and she deletes all mutants. Was 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 she at the lake? Yes. Yeah, she was at the lake. Okay. Yeah, she was at the lake. Somebody wasn't at the lake, right? Uh oh, I don't know. Anyway, that's an exercise. Know. Whatever. Yeah, she was at the lake. Uh so I wonder is this going to be connected? Now, House of M 
heavily rooted in mutant comics and mutant storylines. We haven't done any of that in the MCU. We haven't seen any of that in but, the MCU. But we got the Eternals. And if mm-hmm. you know a little bit about the Eternals, basically, um, nowhere is the head of a celestial. Mm-hmm. Celestials made the Eternals. Yeah. Like there are these three different kinds of characters. There's celestials, which are basically like angels, like these angelic beings. Yeah. There are these de- deviants. Mm-hmm. which were like these monster looking things. And they're like your regular humans. Yeah. And in those regular humans, like the mutant gene was in the humans. I, I, you gotta, might, might need to fact check me. Sure. But bottom line, I think you're, you're getting somewhere with the Eternals, which we don't know nothing about. No, we just know Selma Hayek is the leader. Mm-hmm. You know, Angelina you know, Jolie's there. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. uh, paper boys is an, is a <sighs> good for him. Is an eternal. Good for him. Yo, he was in Spider-Verse with Mahershala. Good yeah. for them. Yeah. Multitasking. Yeah. Multiversing. They're going to have a deaf uh, Eternal. Yes. Oh, man. I'm excited for Eternals because I have no idea what to expect. Me either. And they said out loud, this is going to be very Jack Kirby. And if you know anything wow. about Jack Kirby. Interesting. You know that that means something. Yes. Jack Kirby was out there, man. He was far out. Google his name and just take a look at anything he has ever drawn, anything he's ever written. Chunky face. Awesome. Wide, rectangular people. Mm-hmm. Giant fists. Inspired a lot of the look of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that they go there. Jack Kirby deserves his due, and I'm hoping that they explore that space. Um, man, I can't wait. I can't wait! That, that was a lot of fun. When's the first, when, do we, when do we get another taste of of MCU. May 2020 is Black Widow. Okay. I, I, I think that's what that that's what we have coming soonest. So we got a little bit of ways to go. A little bit of ways. Yeah, but uh spring 2020. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So how about we do this? Why don't we watch a, a trailer and get on up out of here? Let's do it, man. Let's watch a couple of these trailers or whatever, and let's uh call this episode a close. So we're going to watch Watchmen. Mm-hmm. The official Comic Con trailer from yep. HBO. So cue it up. I'm on HBO on YouTube, the HBO channel, not the HBO channel, but HBO's YouTube channel. And I've got it at zero. I'm going to count down three, two, one, play. So cue it up. Let me give you a second. Ready? You ready, Adam? I'm ready to roll. Here we go. I'm ready for this. Oh, hold on. Let me make sure I'm 1080p. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, do not try. mess around. Oh, you don't try. play. You don't, don't, don't even bring that 720 up in Oh, my don't do that. I don't, don't want that. Don't play. It's garbage. All right. Let's full screen this situation here. Uh-huh. All right. Three, two, one, play. This is a stick-up! Okay. Oh. Who are you? What? Who you remember I? this, Bull? If I knew the answer to that, I no. wouldn't be wearing a mask. Hooded justice? Uh-uh. There are people who believe that this world is fair and good. You see that newspaper? Ah, what it? Woo! We don't do lollipops and rainbows. We know those are pretty colors that just hide what the world really is. Now she was in black and white. Leftovers. Soon yes. thou shalt save us. Medina King. Yes. And we will whisper. Where the workshop is. What am I looking at? Clock? We convinced ourselves that they were gone. Okay. But they were just hibernating. So there's Rorschach clan. Mm-hmm. For everybody. Oh. Oh, please. What? 
Masked vigilantes forming up together, coming after cops. What is this? The Tulsa PD. A new flag. flag. So the cops hide their faces, and now the bad guys don't know where they live. Police hide their faces. What? And who doesn't want a secret identity? Okay. Everyone's hiding their faces. So nobody Did you knows see who the president was in the back? No. Robert Redford. Be scared of the actor. <laughs> Why? Because they're hiding something. What is going on? So Regina's Sorry, the main Blake, character? Well, a, yeah, you know I guess. Do you know the difference between One a masked cop and a vigilante? No. Me neither. I think that's Silk Spectre. Lori. She says Lori Blake. Her father was a comedian. Mm. Eddie Blake. Blake. I'm there's so much happening. Who are so you? much. Maybe, uh, I'm Dr. Manhattan. He lives on fucking Mars. Oh, you curse too much. Oh, is he just that Manhattan coming back? And he's out there on Mars. Yo, Lindelof, what are you doing? Archie. The owl ship. This is so much. Oh, Squids. It's only just begun. It's like Dr. Manhattan October. is back. Yeah. October. Wow. wow. What do you think? That was a lot. <laughs> and I'm kind of glad that I don't fully, you know, how I, I'm glad I don't understand it all the way. What's your relationship with Watchmen? I read it. Yeah. You know. Is uh, it fresh? I know it. Not at all. Mm-hmm. It's not fresh. I don't know it like I know Marvel stuff. I don't know it like yeah. I know Batman. I yeah, don't know yeah, it like yeah. I know Ninja Turtles. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've read it. But... I feel like I should read it again. Sure. You know? Yes. In preparation for this thing. I think it's that kind of book. You can reread it and get a lot new, a, a lot of novel. new stuff out of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I love Watchmen. I love Watchmen. It was my first love as far as comics go. When, when I was becoming an adult and understanding the power of comics as a medium. And I have not wanted more iterations of Watchmen because I think that the original is so pure. You know me. That's how I, I get. Yeah. Right? But when I see that... You are going back on everything that you have said. It's true. In the past, like, it's true. 72 hours. Well, let me explain to you why. Okay. Or at least the, this is the best that I can reason for myself why. When I see that someone loves something so much that it has, it has inspired them to tell a story that is not the same story. Mm. We're not talking Lion King 2019. Mm-hmm. It has inspired them to tell a story kind of in the vein of a what if what happens if i play with these toys right and i make a completely original setting a new environment more more and new circumstances but i'm using the same sandbox and the same action figures mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and if it's done in a certain quality with a certain amount of creativity and risk taking kind of attitude 
you can do something really fresh. Well, they just went you off. You can on, honor the text. On the, the last Star Wars, they just went off on, went off on my man and he did that. Mm-hmm. I well, love yeah. that. I love Brian Johnson. I love that Star Wars. I agree. Because of exactly what you're talking about. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I did agree. not know what was going on. I did not know what to expect. And it completely went against everything I knew yeah. about Star, Star Wars. And I was like, yes. Yes. Okay. What are we going to do? Yeah. What's happening now? Right. But now it seems like we're just going to flip it back. It feels like, it feels like, exploration and like a soulful exploration of uh-huh. the, the, the the source material. Damon Lindelof blew me away with his series, The Leftovers. Yeah. I maintain it's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. I was, I was truly blown away. And to follow The Leftovers with this, I know it's against everything I've said about The Watchmen and how I feel about treating old franchises. Right. But man, I, I can't get away from it. I'm, I'm excited about that. You even want to see top the Top Gun remake or the, the, top, the top Gun uh, sequel? Top Gun Maverick looks cool. I want to see Tom Cruise just do his hobbies. Apparently, <laughs> you know that's all he's, he does. Now. His rich guy hobbies. That's all he does now. I want to run really fast and jump off of stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's this can is I do, what can he I does. get paid to do that? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Jerry okay, Maguire too. I no, have a giraffe farm. No, no, no. Like you, you just have that kind of he money. He has a giraffe farm. Yeah, it's just Tom Cruise. Tom doing Cruise has a giraffe farm. Probably. Well, where you put them? How I many mean, acres you need for something that high? You got to have that kind of money. That's what I'm talking about. You can't. No Jerry Maguire too. Giraffe farm. We bought a giraffe farm. We bought a giraffe farm. I'll see the movie. You are gonna see that? But you're not gonna see cats. No. You gonna see giraffes? <laughs> but you're not gonna see cats. <laughs> You got to. You go up to the guy who's selling you giraffes, and that guy is yelling, "Show me the money!" And that's the Jerry Maguire part. And then wow. he buy, he's got giraffe money. He can buy giraffes because wow. he's so rich. And all Tom Cruise does now. You rich? If you got, you got to think about how rich you got to be to have giraffe. Money. Extraordinarily wealthy. You mean you got everything taken care of because you got to have. Your stuff in order for you to have not one giraffe, but mm-hmm. multiple giraffes that you keep like pets. Very tall house, very tall kennel, <laughs> very tall, you know, oh, vent man. Where, you, where you take them if they get ill. But that's what Tom Cruise, that's his philosophy on making films now. This is my hobby now. What if I made a movie about it? Yep. Well, I can fly helicopters. <laughs> can I get that in a movie? Anyway, um, I think that that's enough. I would say that's enough. For episode 113. I would say that's enough. Internet, hit us up. At Octavius A. Newman. At Adam Tedris. At Comic Book Junto. Let us know what your thoughts are on phase four of the Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe. What are your thoughts on the Watchmen trailer Mm. from Mr. Lindelof? What else did we talk about today? What did we talk about in the beginning? Uh, yeah, yeah. We talked about... Oh, uh, House of X. Yeah, House of X. John Hickman's new take on the X-Men. Yeah. We talked about all those SDCC announcements. We also talked about uh, a Quentin Tarantino movie. Mm. Our you, live are you shows. see freaking... Um, Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm going to see that. People are saying... This weekend. It is, in fact, a movie. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning on seeing it seeing that this weekend as soon as i can yeah but i i have to you know carve out three whole hours for that experience pretty much Mm -hmm. yep two hours 45 and um also what do you think about this live live show thing we're thinking about doing once a month yeah hit us up on that what are your thoughts but that's it episode 113 we finna get out of here it's late Mm -hmm. but we thank you for hanging out with us and talking geek stuff and talking trash Mm -hmm. we love y'all until next time peace (laughs) 